Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is Longfellow's Killed at the Ford. I've chosen Killed at the Ford in observance of Memorial Day. Killed at the Ford depicts an incident in the Civil War, no doubt one imagined by Longfellow rather than a true event. It is romantic rather than realistic, Yet the incident is vivid and convincing, presenting truths about death in war that a more realistic telling might not. It is a brief tale told by a fellow soldier, probably one older than the beautiful youth whose death he describes, perhaps his sergeant or even a captain. Its final stanza takes the poem to an unexpected place, perhaps making it less suitable as a Memorial Day poem. I'll discuss that later, but first, let's listen. Killed at the Ford by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow He is dead, the beautiful youth, the heart of honor, the tongue of truth. He, the life and light of us all, whose voice was blithe as a bugle call, whom all eyes followed with one consent, the cheer of whose laugh and whose pleasant word hushed all murmurs of discontent. Only last night, as we rode along down the dark of the mountain gap to visit the picket guard at the ford, little dreaming of any mishap, he was humming the words of some old song, and here the teller quotes two lines from the song, two red roses he had on his cap, and another he bore at the point of his sword. Sudden and swift, a whistling ball came out of a wood, and the voice was still. Something I heard in the darkness fall, and for a moment my blood grew chill. I spake in a whisper, as he who speaks in a room where someone is lying dead, but he made no answer to what I said. We lifted him up on his saddle again, and through the mire and the mist and the rain, carried him back to the silent camp, and laid him as if asleep on his bed, and I saw by the light of the surgeon's lamp two white roses upon his cheeks, and one just over his heart, blood red. And I saw in a vision how far and fleet that fatal bullet went speeding forth, till it reached a town in the distant north, till it reached a house in a sunny street, till it reached a heart that ceased to beat without a murmur, without a cry. And the bell was tolled in that far-off town for one who had passed from cross to crown, and the neighbors wondered that she should die. A realist today, hostile to Longfellow's poetry, might object. Why so pretty a poem? Death in war isn't pretty. Why a beautiful youth? Why not some rough Willie or Joe? Why is he singing a song when he is shot, not to mention this song? How often does that happen? Why all the business about roses? Where is the agony and the gore? And what's this malarkey about the bullet continuing on to some town in the distant north? Isn't it all just so much sentimentality, manipulating the reader to shed a tear? Well, Maybe. Longfellow's contemporary Walt Whitman wrote in his journal that, quote, 
the real war will never get into the books, end quote, because the reality of war is simply too terrible. But there are many realities to war. Though romantic, killed at the ford does capture truths more than one that need expression. Why a beautiful youth? Beauty, whether physical beauty or beautiful character, in poetry and art doesn't simply portray itself, but the beauty of life. This isn't necessarily true in actual life, and sometimes poetry of a lesser sort seeks to remind us of this. In Killed at the Ford, though, the youth's beauty as he hums a ballad of war and love is the beauty of the world which war destroys. It is the beauty of life which dies again with the death of every soldier and yet lives on in the hearts of those who remember them. Longfellow heightens the effect through his poetic resources of sound and concrete imagery. Death comes as a whistling ball fired from an unseen Confederate sharpshooter. Though death in battle is always expected, it is also always a surprise, and silence follows. The image of his comrades taking him back to his camp in the mire and the mist and the rain is both brief and long, lengthened by the repeated and the. Repetition with variation also comes with the image of the roses. Let's listen again. Killed at the Ford by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow He is dead, the beautiful youth, the heart of honor, the tongue of truth. He, the life and light of us all, whose voice was blithe as a bugle call, whom all eyes followed with one consent the cheer of whose laugh and whose pleasant word hushed all murmurs of discontent. Only last night, as we rode along down the dark of the mountain gap to visit the picket guard at the ford, little dreaming of any mishap, he was humming the words of some old song. Two red roses he had on his cap, and another he bore at the point of his sword. Sudden and swift, a whistling ball came out of a wood, and the voice was still. Something I heard in the darkness fall, and for a moment my blood grew chill. I spake in a whisper as he who speaks in a room where someone is lying dead, but he made no answer to what I said. We lifted him up on his saddle again, and through the mire and the mist and the rain, carried him back to the silent camp and laid him as if asleep on his bed. And I saw by the light of the surgeon's lamp two white roses upon his cheeks, and one just over his heart, blood red. And I saw in a vision how far and fleet that fatal bullet went speeding forth, till it reached a town in the distant north, till it reached a house in a sunny street, till it reached a heart that ceased to beat without a murmur, without a cry. And the bell was tolled in that far-off town for one who had passed from cross to crown, and the neighbors wondered that she should die. I hesitated quite a bit before deciding to use Killed at the Ford for Memorial Day because of the unexpected direction it takes in the final stanza when the speaker sees in a vision 
the bullet continue on to the beautiful youth's hometown in the far-off north, there to take the life of who? His mother? His wife? His sweetheart? Memorial Day is for those who fell in battle, not for those back home who loved them. As we look on the wave after wave of gravestones at Arlington, or at the graves in every American cemetery marked with a small American flag on a wooden staff, it's to the dead buried there that we should say thank you, and for the dead buried there that we should say a prayer. But we can add a prayer, too, for those who loved them, and for the more recent dead, those who still love them. I hope you enjoyed Killed at the Ford and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. If you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, please let them know about it through your social media so that they might join you and me each week by the Fireside.